You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindlin. Uh, what are you going through? Fuck. Wow. You've been know. progressively snapping. Our I've audience been... knows it. Our audience loves it. The thread is, it's thinning. It's fraying. It's, it's, it's ripping at the seams. Steven Paddock style. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I was a CIA spook. Mm. Racial now, huh? <laughs> welcome to Worst Possible Timeline, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And now is this is this are we connecting this with the episode that we did, or you texted me and said I may have gone to red pill. I think I I don't know if we can use that one. <laughs> Here's that one was too scandalous. It wasn't bad at all, but people out here are wildin'. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So you are in the throes of, uh, of uh, you're seeing cancel culture up close, but what I would urge you to remember is that it doesn't exist and our audience is also sick of the thing that doesn't exist. Ah, uh, yes. So... For everybody that Eric can't talk about it, but he saw an instance this uh, I- 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 this week in his in his world, uh, the the world of film and television, uh, that was not like, "Hey, Patrick defends every scumbag that comes down the pike," not that style, but like actually Orwellian nonsense. <laughs> so, and he is now shook. This is what's happening behind behind the scenes: is that Eric saw somebody get. Uh, uh, commissard, uh, Stalin style, 
disappeared from the record and uh, now lives in in terror. It, it, it's it's what people it, it was the exaggerated version of what cancel culture had been until now where it is no longer exaggerated. <laughs> it's insane and it's it really makes me question how long my the long tail of what my career will be because we've now provided probably over a thousand hours of content on this podcast and uh actually no it's probably not true probably hundreds of hours of content Ten thousand hours yeah we're experts now we did we did ten thousand hours um we've provided enough things that can be chopped and screwed and taken out of context that could hang us both potentially. So it's only a matter of time, you know, or maybe we'll just never have things and no one will ever feel compelled to, to hang us out to dry like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, uh, I listen, uh, listening to the podcast from, I forget his fucking name. Um, Ryan long, <laughs> the kid that's getting a lot of attention because his videos have been going viral. It's him and pretty much Andrew. Uh, no, what's the guy? What, what's the New York uh, comedian? Uh, Michael Rappaport. Michael, it's pretty much. You know what? Not that far off. <laughs> it's him and Michael Rappaport that have gotten anything to go viral over the quarantine, uh, a time where people are really only interested in, like, I guess, see, watching CNN for twelve hours a day, staring at Twitter. So, <laughs> so to get anything to go truly viral in this moment has been an achievement. And this one kid, Ryan Long, and I say kid, I, I assume he's, I don't know, he's younger than me. I think. Yeah, um, probably older than me, younger than you, and. He, uh, he's managed to get a couple things that really resonated with people. And I, uh, checked out his podcast for the first time and on it, he, he doesn't get melodramatic about it. He just acknowledges it's coming. He knows that somebody's going to try to get him the fuck out of here. Uh, that's for anybody that thinks that that doesn't happen. You're fucking stupid. You're really fucking stupid. Like, you know, that is what every successful person walks around in the back of their head all day is I'm going to get it soon. And it's not because they're all child molesters, you fucking weirdos. Although, Eric, it's important that we maintain that the pedo state is not just real, but pervasive and almost inescapable. And the reason that's important that we do that is so that if there's any kind of cancelization, accusation attempt like sniper on me, that they can't do what they did to Chris D'Elia where they found him saying, yeah, guys, you seem crazy when you're fixated on uh, tunnels of pedophiles, uh, human trafficking uh, children for the purpose of being eaten by Hillary Clinton. Uh, they, they use that against him to be like, look at him try to cover his tracks. And so it's important that you and I take stands that, that are really actually beneath us and for the mentally unwell so that uh, it can't be weaponized against us in what is so very clearly a moral panic slash hysteria. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's funny. I was actually, I was researching, um, I shouldn't say researching. I was doing a little. Uh, you, you were on Wikipedia. You were on Pornhub. I was on, yeah, I was on, I was on Wikipedia, Pornhub, and uh, I was reading about the satanic panic. And, oh, you know, I've sung about it 20 times as I find it to be one of the most interesting things in the world. One could draw a straight line from that to this because I see people. So I've watched some videos on it and the comments are like, it wasn't a moral panic. It was real and it's still real and it's still going on. Yeah. I mean, 
a lot of people are, uh, somebody hit me with an interesting idea today that I think I've seen some support for, which is <clears throat> cancel culture in like, insofar as the me too aspect of it is probably going to go away soon because people showed their hands. The people that were making what felt like credible accusations just a short while ago are now f- all in on Wayfair Gate and and like uh, uh, QAnon adjacent weirdoery, yeah. and uh, that that kind of exposes you. And I, I've had good fortune with this: that if somebody says something wild about you, if you're lucky, they will show over time who they are, and you will show over time who you are. Yeah. And that, but that's only if you're lucky because a lot of bad things can happen before people evidence how fucking insane they are. Uh, but this is one of those instances perhaps where people were going hard in the paint on a thing that we all said, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. If, if that's true, I, I feel like that needs some recompense. Yeah. And now they have trotted down the, the garden the garden path to utter fucking delusion. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it makes me wonder, and some of you are going to get mad. It makes me wonder if Jimmy spin kick really grabbed that boob. Now that I know that you believe in satanic pedophile cults. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Do we, th- do we think it's a psyop? Do we think that the, the theories about uh, satanic pedo uh, pedovore cults is just a scapegoat to ruin the credibility of the Me Too movement. See, the, oh, the, co- the kicker is that be. the same people are tweeting about it. What say that again? The kicker is that. Well, I, I'm we're speaking in non-specifics, or yeah, uh, and, it, it's, and it's not a one-to-one. Obviously, it's obviously not a one-to-one. But there, but there has been some crossover of. The same people that were on the Me Too train now on the uh, the 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 PizzaGate train or PizzaGate yes. adjacent. Yes, the the left left wing PizzaGate. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's so bizarre. It's crazy. I I didn't when PizzaGate became a thing. I guess like three ish, three and a half years ago. I was like, damn, this is reserved for the most wild of of Facebook aunts. And now it's like seeing people in the same breath go from. BLM to uh to uh comet ping pong is harboring a uh a, a, a child sex slavering has been a wild thing for me. Yeah, but but here's what you need to understand. This is COVID brain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is that's the actual disease here is the COVID brain because so I, I, I almost tweeted this today, but I knew there'd be no room for nuance, and somebody would think was think would think that I'm just thinking about the the positive movements that they support, and what a scumbag I am for not being behind them. But I I think it's truly impossible for a thinking person not to look at the last ten years and see it as just a overlapping hysterias. Just as one hysteria starts to die off, something else will pop up and it's just one after another, another moral panic to hysteria to hysteria to moral panic. And it, it, uh, I was thinking about that and why that might be. And I was going to make a case that it's only uh, contemporary history that, that demonstrates such a psychotic need to belong in this fashion, you know, that you would get behind anything that can wave a flag, uh, just to uh, assert that you exist in a, 
uh, a society that uh, atomizes you so completely and makes you feel alone. But then I started looking at history again and thinking, oh, no, you know what it was? It was this has always been the case. Look at the Crusades. Look at anything. And it's just that people don't didn't have social media, so it couldn't we couldn't track it in real time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, I mean. You say the last 10 years. To me, it really feels like it's taken off after Trump. Like once Trump oh, was sure. elected, it was a full, we, we, it's, yeah, it's been hopping from crises to crises. And it's like, that was, I mean, you know, the PC thing, the, the cancel culture thing, that's obviously, you know, been a pervasive mindset for generations. Um, it really kind of started to kick off. I mean, you saw it kick off in the, in the mid thousands with the, Don Imus, and then it really, you saw it kick off again in around like 2014. I don't know what set it off really, but, um, and then once 2016 comes along and Trump is elected, that's when it was like, these people were operating on a crisis wavelength, like every second since, you know, November 9th, 2016. Yeah. Every morning is some, is a large number of people's nine 11. It's, it's, I mean, it, I, I don't know. And that's why, like, you know, if this virus goes away and then if Biden gets in, I can see things kind of chilling out a little bit. But I think that this is he, I think there's a certain class of people like in, in it's a I think I really think it's a generational thing. I think this new generation of people, you know, young adults, younger than me, but, you know, over the age of 20, I think they're just this is their mode from now on. Um, well, I, I think that the kids that are young, young, I've talked about this are into like fun racism and rape jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, look, I mean, if people could, if people could follow, if people follow the Twitters that I follow in a dip for every, for everybody that is trying to get the local bagger at their grocery fired for, for, for some pronoun faux pas. I also follow somebody who is making incel rape jokes all day. And that kid is young. There is an edgy young kid. Yeah. Uh, It's just that there is, I agree with you. There is a generation that is humorless. They're almost lost people. And I try not to get generational on things because certainly there's a fucking ton of busybody church mom fucking like, people that are older certainly but there is what seems to be maybe a five-year period where maybe there was too much fluoride in the water whatever the autism medicine that they give us must it's something got fucked up because the kids can't laugh the kids got no sense of humor they they just repeat memes they see memes they repeat the language from the memes in the form of tweets and and shoot for some type of I, I don't, I, it's really depressing if I think about it. it, it it's, uh, it's almost like you took, I always say this, it's like, it, it, I use the office and scrubs as my, 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 uh, sort of touchstones for things that people without any type of charisma latch onto and just, yes. it, it, and it's almost like the, the office repeating unfunny person became everybody everybody that you interact with and that's really really scary and sad well it's just all it is for me like as we've uh as people have um compared 
sort of the cancel culture stuff to uh, like the same mentality as like church people as like as sort of this like religious type thing in the, in this yeah. in, in the construct that it takes. Um, yo, I think all these all these personality types have always existed. It's just shifting. It's just that the context is shifting. Like the th- the focus of of whatever makes them weird changes generationally. Yeah. But, oh no, it's just the person with a need to control. That's they are born into every milieu, every era, every the, there is always that person. I don't even know if it's necessarily control. I think it's just like there's a person, yo, in the way that you talk about the office and scrubs and things like that. Like these are comedy shows ostensibly I mean <laughs> scrubs is up for debate. Um it's 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 comedy that makes you feel badly and i think it's just it's it's latched on to people that inherently want to feel bad that's why they're so humorless that there there's no room for any joy in their life their joy only comes from i don't know i don't i, I don't know where it comes from tiktok maybe um or memes i i, I don't know it, it's purely their pure connection to joy is like through uh social media and it's like a real that's a really dark person man it's a it's a really uh i think lonely and uh entitled soul that that exists and i think it's fucking pervasive especially in in the millennial generation you know i i think the kids have a little more hope because that at least they can look at the millennial generation who are like these man children and like you know these these people that feel like so utterly special and gifted. I hope they can look at them as, as this, as this, like as this one thing and be like, damn, that sucks. I'm not going to be that. So I, I don't yeah. know. I have a little hope for the kids in the same way that I look at true boomers with disgust. Hopefully, hopefully the, the super young kids, whatever gener- whatever cute, whatever race to make their nickname is going on in the press. I have no idea what that is. Zoomers or whatever the fuck. It was Gen Z for a while. Now it's Zoomers. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, Yo, I hate efforts on the part of the press to be cute. Yeah. You know, when Trump, when Trump demanded that we each and every one of us kill at least one member of the press, I, I, I wrote that off as just kind of like the ramblings of a psychotic. Now I'm with it. I think we should kill the press. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's, this, yeah, they're always trying. Cultural critics and 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 journalists and uh, opinion piece thinkers and things like like they're always trying to somehow change the language. They're it's like they they get off on it, man. How much did they get off on on Stephen Colbert inventing the word truthiness? They like they beat off on that shit. Yeah, um, and it's like yo, I you ever see one of these like lame ass like uh, I love the eighties type shows, but now they're like instead of being comedy, they're like an actual like it's like these CNN documentaries like oh yeah, 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 you know and and like they were talking about fuck, what's that movie with Dolly Parton where they like nine to five they were talking they're like this was the first me too era movie. No, it wasn't no, fuck face not, not at all, not at all, not even a little, you fucking idiots. <laughs> It's like, it's, like, it's like saying Deliverance is the first conservationist film. <laughs> yo, fuck the yo. I yeah, I can't stand the people that think that they're like the weirdest part. Man, is like people who will uh, stand the culture, right? But also like resent the elite types, the tastemakers, the the influencers. 
these these oh like you know like these coastal elitists or that exist in 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 uh in boardrooms or whatever and and create the the television or whatever it is it, it's weird to to support that culture or like adhere to its uh to its um structure and then also like revile like you know the old guard of whether it's like liberal or like just like i don't know i guess just elitists i guess it's 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 strange it's strange it's a, it's a weird cognitive dissonance that i see a lot uh eric everybody has their deplorables but it's like yo they don't actually i don't know it, it's it's weird it's like they play their game but also hate them like i f- i see that a lot now it's like we have like there's a lot of people there's a lot of hate being spewed around but like the people doing the, the haters don't realize that they're playing the game and whether that's like leftists versus alt right people or like nothings versus you know people who have things like you're all just like you you're playing into it and it's weird if you hated it so much why don't you occupy your time with something else oh no 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 <laughs> but that's what it is is people that just inherently want to feel bad that's why they play the game uh I don't know. That's how I see it. I, I just, I, I, I just, I see a lot of haters. I see systemic hateration, hateration, and it's, and it's, and it's like you don't have to be so mad. You can just not engage. No, 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 Eric. We're yeah, come on, man. You know better because we we've got people in our listenership that we interact with who have nothing. They got nothing fucking going on in their fucking lives. Yeah, but and our our listenership knows what's up. They don't. They don't. They they don't play those games. Eric, we used to get added. Were people mad at yeah, us? Yeah, we people, used to get, get added. Mad at, people don't get mad yeah. at us anymore. Yo, congratulations to us who got bigger, but ha- but lost the losers. Yeah, the losers. We shedded the losers. You know what? That do you think that that comes from uh, our? our constant uh, self-improvement jive that just kind of like pushes people away because they don't know what to do with it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I've been, I'm cutting weight, dude. Um, it's, it's, you know what it is? We may say things that are unpopular on the show, at least as far as like the, the narrative or the culture is concerned. We may say the thing that maybe other people are afraid to say, but are thinking, but like, our listeners, at least, I think most people that engage with us, like they know our souls, you know, they know that it's okay to talk about these things and contend with things that maybe aren't popular if if they know that we're coming from a place that isn't, um, you know, that isn't angry or isn't, uh, isn't yeah, evil. Eric, listen. We've given people hundreds of hundreds of hours. It's basically like talking to your friend. Everybody knows that everybody in their group chat is not as fucking woke as they are on Twitter. Uh, just consider this like your group chat or consider this like talking to your fucking friends in real life. Uh, people are going to occasionally say the thing that you're not supposed to say publicly. Uh, that's all it is. And look, we can sit around and be worried about somebody taking something we've said out of context. Certainly me doing doing you don't change Chinatown. Chinatown change you. That's right? your that's your master splinter impression. It, 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 certainly, that that is uh, 
uh, somebody can screen cap or can do the version of screen cap, do a little audio bit and grab that and say, but I, this is the whole thing for me. Now your life might get fucked up, but this whole thing for me is an experiment to see, Hey, if I convey myself relatively accurately ups and downs, uh, kind of like say crazy things, uh, then say very reasonable things, give you a measured view of a real life human being, uh, and devote myself to the, to, to that aim. And will you still try to fuck me in my ass? Let's find out. And I think that yes, but I think that there will be enough. Like it's like, uh, when, uh, Joey Diaz was attempted to be canceled and everybody just jumped in and went, LOL, <laughs> because listen, it's not, he's not the one, you know what I'm saying? Like he never tried to engage you on this pussy ass fucking rhetoric that you love so that you can't try to jam him up later. Well, also it's, I think what people are learning is like, if you, um, unless you're coming at somebody with an accusation or, or, or it's that that's, they can like be legitimately arrested over, uh, and they, and this person, uh, works for themselves like Joey Diaz does uh your you your words you you do not nothing happens to them you know what i mean like unless you can call the police and they can show up at the guy's house and and take him away in handcuffs for unless it's something that level of heinous and the so. guy works for himself you're not you're not going to you can't do anything to their life see but this is this is the thing about self-employment that i'm always telling people is like first you have to be willing to get fired from whatever freelance jobs that you have you know and that's tough for people to hear because certainly you know if i lose my russia job tomorrow it's gonna suck right but you got to be on some level just willing to say yeah you know i'm a pretty smart guy i'll figure it out uh or i'll or i'll break boxes you know what i'm saying so you kind of got to be willing to say that uh but ultimately the goal has to be Anybody with any vision, anything to say, any point of view, if you have a point of view of any type, it doesn't matter if it's proved right now, everybody. If you have a point of view, you have to a, a, a attempt to work for yourself. This is part of why I'm always advocating for small business people is because, yo, at some point, oh, funny incident from down the street, Eric, a cake shop got jammed up for doing a MAGA cake. Ugh. Protesters outside the cake shop for doing a MAGA cake. The Meanwhile, the, uh, the, the owner said, yeah, um, we, do, we do gay cakes. Uh, we, do, we did a Black Lives Matter cake last week. Uh, we just take people's money to do cakes. Yes. <laughs> okay, and, a business. And, and by virtue of saying that, they started drowning in new opportunities because now granted it's going to be right wing lunatics. You know what I mean? For the first fucking few months, a lot, a lot of Pepe cakes being ordered, a lot of Pepe. Maybe I'll order a Pepe cake. I'll see if they do vegan, <laughs> but, but eventually that'll level out to people that are go, Oh, this is a pretty good cake. Where'd you get it? Oh, I got it from that spot. Oh, don't do They do Pepe cakes. Yeah. But they also make uh, uh, good cakes and actually they'll put anything you want on a cake. If yes. you want to do, if you want to do your pedo cake, you can. Yeah. And then that should hopefully work out for you because you own your own business. That's where I got my erotic minister Farrakhan cake. Oh yeah. I wonder if they'd do that for us. <laughs> how mad, would, how mad would the honorable around say that again? Are erotic cakes still a thing? I don't think so, but how mad would 
the honorable uh, Mr. Fer- Minister Farrakhan be if he knew that we uh, engage in uh, Farrakhan fanfic? <laughs> Farrakhan wiki feet. Yeah, I mean, how, how, he, he can't feel good about that. Uh, I, I yeah, no, I can't imagine he'd he'd be very happy about it. Maybe but, uh, he feels flattered if you're getting called like an anti-Semite scumbag by half the population, uh, and somebody just says, "I don't know," I kind of like his feet. Mm, I bet I, I bet that that's a breath of fresh air. I tried. I Google searched Louis Farrakhan wiki feet, and the first thing I got was a quote from him that says, "I'm here to separate good Jews from satanic Jews." That's in the feet section. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's what comes up on Google. Wow. No, you know there there is no wiki feet for Louis Farrakhan, unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Time yeah. to build, time to make one. Yeah, we got to work for ourselves. Yeah, we have to comb through uh, pictures of 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 the great minister uh, where his feet are visible. Eric, do you think this is my finding after the last twenty four hours of being online too much? People's brains are are straight mush. And if you're taking anything seriously right now, the joke is on you. I'm tired of, of Biden. Uh, I'm tired of Bannon. Although actually the world got tired of Bannon. Bannon got one day. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. How crazy is that? We didn't we talked about it last night, but I I don't even do should, do we do we bother to recap it at this point? It's it's like guy got no, arrested. People, don't care. people are people are on to the next. People are on to the next. Uh, they're trying to cancel uh, Robin Williams' ghost. Oh, come on. <laughs> They've moved on. Jesus Christ. Yo, there's not a... Oh, man. Doesn't it just get boring after a while, the the, the canceling thing? I feel like it doesn't even affect who, who, whoever they're going after anymore. Well, if, certainly it's not going to affect a fucking dead person, but, like, yo, I, I feel like that shit just does... Like, I think it can only affect people that have jobs or obligations to a larger entity. And that larger entity also has to be mad pussy. Yeah. And most of them seemingly are. Yeah, at the moment, most of them are. Although I, I, I'm very serious that the, mid, the mid-tier ones are going to be fucked by this. Because if you let somebody go for a thing that you can't really justify by your, ter- by, uh, your employment terms, you're open yourself up to litigation. And there's going to be... And Google can fight your litigation f- forever. But... There's going to be a lawyer that sees the opportunity to be like, oh, you were fired by a company that has 45 employees and you were fired for what? You wore uh, a, a uh, Donald Trump uh, crucifix to work and uh, around your neck and now you don't, you, you don't have gainful employment? Well, I bet we can find ample evidence that you were singled out for your political beliefs and we are going to get as much money as possible. I think that that's what will happen over the next two years that will sort of write the ledger on this. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. It's kind of interesting how long we've been, this shit has kind of been going on and how little in, in, in the way of um, litigation and also just, I mean, we've, we've said it before. You, I'm surprised someone hasn't like tried to kill someone else who got them canceled. Yeah, they always kill themselves. Yeah, why? But, why would you do that? Yeah, seriously. If you, it, I mean, come on. If you know that this is it for you, I'm not trying to put anything dark in anybody's mind. But the person that fucked you in your ass until you felt compelled to put a bullet in your head, you know, maybe, 
You can afford two bullets, I assume, right? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Um, Not that we're we advocating for that, but I'm just surprised it hasn't happened. I am. I got that's what the pay, that's what every month that's what my version that's what my half of the Patreon money goes to. I buy bullets for loners. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know where we're headed. I, I really. I really just want to see the world chill out a little bit, but it's kind of like, yo, can we even, is there going back or is it just, is it just a, a, like at what point is it just moving forward till things implode? Hold on. I just contacted my lawyer. I'm trying to start a nonprofit called bullets for loners. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't know how like, Yo, if if Trump wins, right, we're just gonna see. It's just gonna continue as it goes, um, as it's been going. It's just gonna be people having these crises constantly. Um, if Biden wins, you know, it maybe it maybe takes a little bit less of a, a harsh tone. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. It, it's it's really just this like people are out on a witch hunt. It's, 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 uh, you ever heard the ICP song chicken hunting? Yeah. It's basically that, that, that is, uh, every day of contemporary history. Every day of modernity is a chicken hunt. It's a chicken hunt. It's just every single day, man. There's people out here. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's boring. It's, it's so, it's so oppressively boring. It's so, it's just like, I don't know. It just, you know what it is? I think people just get off on it. This is their porn hub. Um, yeah, you know, no it, it's, and, and basically when I log into Twitter, I'm just logging into the, this, it's like a fetish site. It's like, I can't I, really be upset when I log into, you know, uh, women in heels, stomping That's what Twitter is. It's the same thing. Yeah. People are getting off. Yeah, people are they're the they're wearing the high heels and and uh all the is the bug. We're all roaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yo, here's a question, Eric. Is roach a racial term? Not that I'm aware of. Cause I always see uh whenever I tune into black Twitter, they use roach against like other black people in this way that I think is like I it, I don't. It, somebody write us and let us know if that's a racial term. It it reads so racial ra- racial to me. It reads racial to me. <laughs> that my camp counselor Rachel, it it uh, it just reads this weird because it's always on some uh, what do they call them uh, coloration fucking argument and there's this roach talk and I'm always like, ooh, I don't like it. It's. Uh... Sorry, Color- I to- colorism, not coloration. Pardon right. me. Coloration is uh, something I do in a coloring book. Isn't it interesting? I don't think. I think we talked about this in private. I don't think we talked about it on the show, or maybe we touched oh, on it a little bit. Erectile dysfunction, blue chew. Oh, right. Well, that's 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 the main topic of most of our conversations. We're getting old. Um, no, the seemingly wholesale rejection of identity politics from the left now that Kamala Harris was picked as the VP. Uh, yeah, you can't claim her. She's a stupid bitch that nobody likes. So what I mean is like, it's, it's so funny to watch identity politics kind of as a whole, almost go out the window now. Well, it's the same way that me too went out the window when Biden uh, needed to be the guy. Wow. 
maybe this maybe that's their way of like maybe that's the, this this is like their way of like firefighting you know certain like culture battles you know people yeah that's a good point you know? people, listen people are full of shit they just want to win you know what i'm saying like they, people just that's just what it is it is it's just very craven like it's so it speaks to such a dark piece of our humanity man i agree with that it's it really really sucks i the internet is so bad dude i was having a rough i was depressed like 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 depressed depressed and i had twitter back on my phone and i was like yo no get this shit off my phone i had to take it off and i'm still depressed but mm, a little better i that shit will bring you the fuck down you gotta really will I, i really don't i think i mentioned it um like when I first initially took it off my phone, but there is this unconscious, uh, like serious, like anxiety, this like really bad, like mental demon, like the, like the, um, sleep paralysis demon that sits on your brain when you have Twitter on your phone that you don't know is there until you get rid of it. Yeah, I think that's true. I look at it entirely too much. I have two accounts, one for uh, my personal, which is like actually the professional one because it's supposed to be my comic book Twitter, on which I say nothing because uh, comics are straight up mentally unwell losers. That, that That's what comic books consist of at this moment is the outer ring of people involved in comics are gibbering deranged fools of the type from like in the mouth of madness Mm. you know i mean like they're they're totally insane so i don't often use it but the timeline on there is kind of better in some ways because i followed a lot of hentai artists who don't understand cancel culture so they just keep tweeting drawings of like like a baby yoshi sucking koopa's dick you know what I mean? Like things like that. And you'll be like, Oh, that's interesting that, and there'll be almost no hate and the hate that they get, they just call antis and like, get out of here. You anti, uh, and yo, that's like a much cooler culture. I'm with that. But my, but the, the account that I mostly use and I'm on too much is the self-defense one. And I must've followed the biggest collection of fucking loser boobs on the fucking planet because everything on there depresses me. Everything. Yeah, it's it's really hard to to um I mean, I follow a lot of people just trying to be funny and like it sucks when they're not funny, but they're they're funny sometimes. Um you know, I I follow some like wrestling stuff. I try and tailor my account to just like be positive vibes only, but like yo, it it can only it just constantly breaks through. Like the larger world and like the larger big meds of the world. Like yo, get away from me. This doesn't concern me. Like, I don't need to have a fucking, I don't need to think about any of these things. No, that's all facts. You know, like, I don't need to think about QAnon. I don't need to think about fucking Wayfair. Stop. I hate this shit. <laughs> like, what What do you want me to do? What do I do with this fucking information? I'm not a fucking Interpol. I'm not like, I'm not the FBI. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm a TV guy who works from his fucking parents' fucking house childhood bedroom. What the fuck do you want from me? Well, Eric, what I want from you is to go in with me uh, using Patreon money to buy a 3D printer to print guns. I mean, 
that's look, that's we need to get an affordable 3D printer. That's just that's where the world is going. That's where that's like where we need to be. That we need to get out on top of that. We need a bunch of Bitcoin and and digitally or, or uh, printed guns. That's what we need. Isn't it really wild? Like everything. Maybe it's COVID. Like everything is fucking lame. Oh yeah, isn't it? Wild? I don't think it's COVID. But yes, everything is lame as shit right now. Like like Kanye. Okay. This guy is he's he's a troll, whatever. I don't I don't know. I, there's a million ways to define him. He's an interesting he's an interesting figure. Yo, he's all on his like Jesus tip. That's so fucking lame. Wait, who's on their Jesus tip? Kanye. Oh no, I like that turn. That's fun. Really? That's not fun to me. I hate that. I mean, it's kind of funny. His his. Did you see his his concept? He wants to come out with Jesus talk. <laughs> he wants Christian TikTok. Yo, that's fucking lame, man. That's I'm surprised. So I'm surprised it's not there already. It's I I can't stand it, man. I can't stand that like whatever is left of pop culture or pop figures of that sense. You know, people that are they're pop figures, but they're individuals, so that kind of makes them somewhat counterculture in a way. Um, is you know he's a fucking Christian that sucks. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a pain in the ass for people that want to love him. So that makes it great. <sighs> you, you and usually I'd be on that, but yo, I hate yo, I hate the religious shit. Get the fuck. Ah. I hate it, man. I hate it so much. Do you want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk politics? The the Dems cringe fest, four day long cringe fest. Oh, um, yeah. How much of it did you watch? So I actually watched all of Biden's speech last night. Oh, did you get off? Yeah, I I, I came on the television. Did you nut hard? I nutted across. Did, I was shooting ropes. Did you make a tribute vid? Yes, I I don't I I I subscribe to his OnlyFans. No shit. Um, it wasn't a bad speech. It was fine actually. I think it was it was kind of encouraging for people that don't have a lot of faith in him. But the bar is pretty fucking low. Um, the rest of it, I can't say a kind word about any other part of this fucking thing. It, it sucked. I hate the fucking think of the children bullshit. I hate that. How can we look our kids in the eye with Donald Trump as president? Fuck them kids. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you say this is a guy that would like Trump out yesterday uh, yo i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking vote for joe biden i don't give a shit i just want the annoying shit to go away and i want i really want the christian bullshit to go away i hate that i hate it see i'm in a different place i actually find the secular the secular uh faith stuff more annoying like i i 100 100% find the kind of uh uh, aimless social justice nonsense to be like more offensive in its efforts to control people than religion. Religion is like very old school. It's almost like throwback funny. Whereas I do not like, Oh, hold on. Let me just amend that for our fucking three listeners in fucking Africa. I understand some of you still take religion seriously. Some of you have a problem even now with missionaries. It's not the United States. It's not the United States. There's like, 
fucking three states in the United States that take fucking Christianity seriously. And they're the places where people can't read or write. You understand? So like most of the, like where I'm from, where I'm going to move, it's like, if you're into religion, it's almost adorable. Yeah. Well, but that, but see, maybe I think that's why I hate it so much. Cause like, yes, I have the same ire for the, the, the canceling weirdo, but like, I don't know. At least that's, that's like newer. At least that's like a newer idea. At least that's something I can like, yo, Chris, the Christian bolt, the Christian moralization to me is like, yo, fucking get this church lady. Like, who are you? You fucking lame wad. Get away from me. Mm. Like, it's just like, I, I dismiss that shit because it comes from, it comes from something that's so utterly nonsense like you're you're basing your entire character on some made-up garbage (laughs) yes like fuck out of here like i can't take you seriously you're fucking talking nonsense i mean it's true jibber jabber and nobody else should take it seriously but that's kind of what i find inoffensive about it is hey listen at this juncture everybody knows it's a fucking hustle you just know, you just, do you sign on to the hustle? Do you ignore the hustle? You know, I, I don't know. I've never been, I've obviously never been one for religion. I'm not one for talking religion. I just, I can't even entertain the conversations. Cause it's like it, at the end of the day to me, it's like, we're talking about made up shit. We're talking about shit. That's not real. So like, I feel stupid for having the conversation. And if you believe it's real, then that's, that's your prerogative and you can go on your way. But like, don't try and tell me that like, we have to save the, the children need saving because our, you know, whatever be, uh, about our culture is, is satanic or evil or, or, or not morally correct for them. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. It's just stupid. It's fucking, it's like, I don't know. I just find it stupid. I find it. I, and I find it old. I find it like, I, I, like what, what is this? The fucking eighties? Like what the, what are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, it is the eighties, but the problem is that anybody that's old enough to remember the eighties just gets disregarded now. So like, nobody can be like, Hey everybody, we're doing the eighties again. Stop. Because everybody will just be like, get out of here. You old fucking nerd. Yeah. I I just, it's, I don't know. I, I, luckily it seems there's not a lot out there, you know, like it really, it seems to come from, I don't know, Kanye and Michelle Obama for the most part. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of Christian moralizers on Twitter. Can I, can I take us in a different direction for a second with a highly on the surface contrary viewpoint that I think ultimately most people will see the reason in please. So did you see the footage of the Portland protesters going through suburban neighborhoods the other day? No, but a lot of Portland is, is suburbia. That's a fact. So they went through like, highly suburban looking neighborhoods uh, marched down the street and just, you know, kept just shot, shot, shot. They shined lights into people's houses and made a lot of noise. Wake up, motherfucker, wake up and did that, you know, presumably for people that were just trying to get up in the morning. Uh, Now, is it really, does this bother me in any way? Not at all. I don't give a shit. I can sleep through anything. <laughs> so you could literally be banging on my door as long as it's locked. I don't care. So I'm not going to pretend that this is some huge uh, transgression, but I wanted to p- just posit an idea that 
it got me th- this got me thinking do you remember the um indian guy whose shop got burnt down and then was like thank you black lives i needed that um probably it was in uh it was in minneapolis so it was it was really disgusting because it was a guy whose store burned down and said, you know, it's unfortunate, but this is just a thing that needs to happen. And people celebrated him. I was with people that celebrated him and said, you know, he's, he gets it. And at the time I was looked at like an asshole for going, Hey, I don't know, man, I'd be on my roof shooting you to death. If you were trying to burn down my livelihood, I would, I think I'd have to kill you because you're not stealing my stereo. You're stealing my ability to feed myself. He must have so, had dope insurance. Oh, I mean, I mean, let's just be honest. The reason he said that, and it wasn't him that said it. It was his like granddaughter who posted the Facebook who might've just fucking hijacked it for all I know. Um, it, it was, uh, it was probably the fact that during COVID many people wish that their business would burn down, yeah. but, but here's just the thing I was thinking about. And, and if to our listeners, tell me if this is a crazy thought thought or not, and don't get hung up on because you think one is right. And one is wrong. It's totally immaterial. Don't do not fucking hit me with the idiot talk. So a thing that when we are bombing people overseas, it is not uncommon for news media to find the voice of the person who says, uh, America's doing good work here. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, the right leaning, particularly outlets will find the person that will say my country was chaos before Americans came. Uh, I'm grateful. And most normal people look at that and go, Hey, even if that benefited you, what you're saying is really myopic and insane ultimately because you are low-key advocating for your own destruction. Now, that may or may not be true. Maybe that person, maybe that person's life did benefit a great deal from American intervention. But what I'm saying is there's something really gross about picking through the rubble of uh, of collateral damage and finding the one person who's grateful yeah. and put, and putting them on a stage. And I think that's what happened. And I got, it got me wondering like, Oh, is that what happened with that Indian dude? Uh, by the way, everybody, when I did my Indian impression earlier, that was actually Chinese. So right, you right. can't really be mad. Yeah. So was that, was that an example of cherry picking the, cherry picking the, the, the one guy who m- makes you feel good about destroying other people's things. Um, it feels like it now that I look back on it. Yeah, it might be. I mean, you know why I say this? Why? B- because, uh, the other day I was driving through an area where, uh, th- things were still closed because, uh, there was anxiety about rioting and, It was, where was I? Where all I could think was, oh, I know the people here and this has not made them more sympathetic to black people at all. You know what I mean? (laughs) So like, let's, let's not make it Bay Ridge. Let's make it uh, parts of Queens. Yeah. If parts of Queens rioted and businesses didn't feel like they could safely open 
for weeks at a time. It, you, I'm sure you could find somebody that's with the movement to jump out and say, yeah, you know, my business is closed, but it's what had to happen. This is how social change takes place. But you and I both know that the majority of people are becoming low-key radicalized in the opposite direction. Well, I, I can speak from the son of someone who uh, my father had a uh, – he owned his Plant- own like elect- – Plantation. Yeah. He owned his – no, in the in the 80s and 90s, he owned a record store slash like electronics store on Jamaica Avenue. And when Rodney King happened – there were marches and 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 some some rioting to 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 some degree back then and he had to you know kind of board up his windows and i all i can say from my dad's perspective is like his only thought in his head was what the fuck did i do yeah yeah you know i mean that that's that i think that's how people in new york mostly think no i i think that your uh your father is now a radicalized white supremacist yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the logical conclusion there. You know what I wonder honestly, somewhat of a pivot but st- but kind of in the same in the same lane. People talk a lot about uh agendas, you know, like the press has an agenda or like the the liberal press has an agenda, the right-wing press has an agenda. Is it an agenda or is it just the leanings of the people that publish these things? Is that an agenda? Are they looking for something or is it just this is how I feel and the more sensationalized I make it, the more people will read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to sell this. Um, But is there uh, like some is there actually a nefarious agenda behind it? Sometimes. I I don't know because I feel like I'm not. I feel like agenda, it it has to come from there has to be an element of like mass collaboration. You know what I mean? Like, are we sure that Vox and and Axios are are in the same meeting saying, all right, we want to publish these things because that will further our goals? Like, I don't I don't know if I see it like that. I mean, I think it goes all sorts of ways. Like, look, corporations don't care about you at all. They, they'll roll over you. I've always said that they're just these disgusting efforts to uh, defer personal accountability. Uh everybody who everybody who values the self should be skeptical at best of corporate of corporate mindset uh and i think that there's significant overlap with communal mindset uh we can get into that some other time but uh, uh to your point um I don't know. You're gonna have to reset me. I just saw a cool bird. <laughs> no, just the, on the notion of 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 agenda, quote unquote. It's it's it seems oh, like oh, oh. there's there's people that want you to believe that corporations don't care. Listen, listen, listen. I got this. Corporations don't care about you, uh, and it's easy to say that they're selling X today and they'll sell Y tomorrow, and that's all true. Th- this week, many of them are selling woke. There's hundreds of corporations that are aligning themselves with what ostensibly is a Marxist organization in the, in the black lives matter movement. Uh, so hundreds of capitalist businesses, uh, giving, uh, sometimes monetary help and other times just this bizarre fucking like, you know, gay pride sort of month, uh, bullshit, uh, recognition to black lives matter. And it's easy to say, oh, it's easy to be cynical and say, oh, they don't give a fuck. Next week they'll sell uh, gay conversion 
uh, kits, you know, and that's, that's the cynical view. There's something to it, but because they all do have the same business. And at the end of the day, the pigs always wear pants. People always fucking change up on you to suit themselves. But there are human beings working there who shape, who shape the direction of those things with their own values and sensibilities. So, but that is an agenda. So I think you're saying a thing that you're saying, is there an agenda just because there's a bunch of people behind the scenes that are trying to navigate their, uh, their own sensibilities into the wider sphere of conversation. That is an agenda. Yeah. But, but what I think is like people like Alex Jones or like, or or, people right wing figures and even left wing figures, they want you to believe that like, it's not the agenda of the New Yorker. It's the agenda of the liberal media. So that suggests that all these outlets are in some sort of communication with each other and conspiring behind the scenes. I don't think that's actually taking place. If there's an agenda, I I think it's on part of specific organizations. I think it kind of provably has though, like the people famously keep referring to the, um, I forget what it's called, like the good media list or whatever. The, the, uh, is that real? It's the, it's the guy from Vox, uh, had that list of, it was like, it was basically trying to shape narratives across, uh, different organizations to different, uh, uh, writers to different journalists rather. Uh, and it was really an effort. He denies this, but it was like plain as day. It was really an effort to keep out, other voices while trying to control the narrative as much as possible through uh, like fellow travelers, like like-minded individuals. And it, it's a, uh, you know, that happens in every business to an extent, but this was, this was really overt and disgusting. I just, I think I, it happens. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as part of a, a larger entity, I, I'm just skeptical of that. I mean, I'm, I guess apparently if what you're saying is true, there are dudes that will, you know, maybe publish works across several outlets and that sort of kind of shapes a narrative. Um, but I, I, as far as like, I don't know, I think people just see it as like some, you know, uh, you know, boardroom at the top of some skyscraper where all the members of the elite media get together and decide to push a a certain narrative. I, I, I don't know. I think it's more just, as we said earlier, based around what's selling what can they sell to people what do they want to hear i don't think i I don't know but i I guess all these things are so blurry and like they just kind of bleed into each other it's hard to tell where one thing begins and where another ends really uh eric it's all a a spinning nightmare uh uh, that that is just uh circling the the drain of of hell uh that we are rapidly going down in uh ships made of dog shit yeah i gotta i gotta hang on just one second i have to i have to draw the blinds here because there's something there's something hitting me in the eye i think it's the it's the sun setting on this country (laughs) it'd be funny if that became our angle yeah i well i mean it's kind of hard to fucking deny i don't know man I, i i it's as far as like the media goes i i think people really think it's more more nefarious than it I mean, I guess it is nefarious, you know, I guess it is. If, if we really, if the media is who we want to blame for like, if you draw a one-to-one between media narratives and, you know, real world events, 
real world political movements, um, which I might draw the one to one the other in the other direction. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's just all pigs. I think it's all it's pigs throwing 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 food to the to the the roaches. Uh, yes, but I, I, I don't know exactly when that ends. I, I don't know, uh, you know, what happens next is the thing that we talk about all the time. Uh, would you, would you please elaborate more on the convention? Yeah. Well, <sighs> how, how'd you like the Billie Eilish cameo? Uh, I got nothing to say about that person. She looks like she's on drugs. Yeah, but not like not like party drugs, but like uh, downers. Yeah, like prescribed uh, meds. She looks tired. Yeah, that sucks. You're 18. It sucks. Uh, I I really the one thing that grosses me. I, I okay, I'm gonna sound real fucking old. Shit that grosses me out about you've like been, you. You've been sounding pretty old. Lately. I've been sounding pretty old, but this is really gonna make me sound old. I'm I'm 29, people the thing that freaks me out the most about like the kids music these days is the, the obsession with like designer drugs, you know, like prescription drugs, like, yo, ugh, it's so nasty. God, you sound old. I know it sucks. So yo, old. I, I would prefer, I like the weed culture and I, I fucking hate weed, but like get the kids back on weed Stop with the fucking zannies. I hate that shit. Bradley Knoll. Yeah, get Bradley. Well, he's fucking, he died of a heroin OD. So it's not, look, I'm not saying like, mine was better. I'm not saying that at all. We were on, that, that, that sh- all those kids were on drugs too. But like, I don't know. There's something about seeing a fucking 18 year old zanned out. It's like, yo, that's, ugh. I'll be honest. Don't care. <laughs> I mean, yo, I don't really fucking give a shit. Do whatever the fuck you want. But like, uh- Eric, hold on. Let's go down a list of concerns that people have right now. Okay. Number one. Trans uh, uh, puberty blockers. Uh, uh, Trans uh, tweens. Uh, (laughs) How much do you care? One to ten. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's get you canceled. (laughs) I think that's more nuanced than I can provide a number for. Uh, This number is 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 this number is representative of how much how concerned I am. Yes, but not necessarily denoting the concern in which direction. Yes. Okay. uh, Such a pussy. Five. (laughs) Such a pussy. Uh, did I say one to 10 or one, or one to five? I think you said one to 10. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I think uh, the evidence is leaning towards puberty blockers uh, being, uh, if liberally prescribed, they could amount to the same type of, of problems that we're having with uh, uh, op- opioids. Real. Where, where overprescribing is literally ruining people's lives. Now, n- now that's what all the research indicates at the moment. Uh, there's also a philosophical dynamic to this, right? Uh, but here's what occurred to me the other day, and I had to be honest. I don't like children, and I don't care about their out- uh, their welfare. I don't care if everybody gives their kids like I don't like. I'm not gonna be fucking them. I don't care. They're children. 
You know what I'm saying? Like do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Uh, so I, it was a weird moment where I had to recognize, Oh, you know what? I don't think that is good for kids. And then I said, huh, but I don't even like kids. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so uh, I think that that's like a, a thing to consider with all this is like, okay. Um, what would be another, what would be another one? Oh, Eric, we should do like a roundup of things that people forgot about. Do you remember Yemen? Uh, I believe there was a, uh, uh, active uh, famine going on. Yeah, yeah. Still a lot, is. Of, lot of starvation. Uh, do you remember when the Amazon was on fire? Yeah, that one's real. LOL. Now, <laughs> no one um, gives a fuck. That's going to be the way that we look back on the postal service thing because I uh, I was reading an article that was explaining that just like everything else that Trump proposes, he doesn't actually have the ability to change it, which is fucking crazy like this is what i always say about uh th- these bullshit ass abortion laws whenever whenever some state says we're banning abortion they can't yeah they can't they can't they can't it, it, it gets crazier and crazier out there when everybody loses their mind i get it you got to fight the fight so that you, they you know, so that the so that the opposition is obvious, and you, you don't uh, give the federal government the impression that nobody gives a shit. Okay, fine, but he they can't actually. They can't. And if that's the case, that they can't actually, they can't change the postal service. Yo, this has been the clowniest year in human history. Um, the postal service is a weird one. I, I think he. I think it's another one of those examples where Trump is like his own worst enemy because I, he he really wants to sabotage it. But I think the actual in practice sabotage that's gone on has been really minimal. And it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I've gotten two packages that were cut open and missing the items. So have you ever gotten this? Have you ever gotten a letter with your mail with your package that says dear valued postal covers customer the enclosed has been damaged in handling in the u.s postal service we recognize that your mail is important to you and you have every right to expect it to be delivered intact and in good condition if the contents of your parcel have not already been satisfactorily accounted for and you wish for a search to be made for any missing articles please visit missingmail.ups.com to an to usps.com to initiate a missing mail search now what I lost a bunch of trade paperbacks of comps for my comics. Um, what if this had been insulin? Yes. What if, what <laughs> yeah. if this had what if this had been something that mattered in a real way? Now, it, ultimately, the the publisher is going to uh, make good on that. But what if they refused? Okay, so I'm out. What five hundred bucks because the postal service. What do I live? Uh, if I, do I live in Botswana now? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I rely on these very basic things? So right now, the postal service can suck a dick. Uh, Trump can defund defund it. I'm going FedEx. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's probably. I mean, uh, yo. Uh, look, next issue, Eric. Next I know. Issue, I'm, let me just say, I'm very, I'm very like. Yo, if my mail shows up and it's all fucked up, even if it was a life saving drug. My reaction to that is just, damn, I guess my life sucks. Yeah, well, that's because they've taught us to uh, not value ourselves enough to hold them to a standard. Mm -hmm. Mission accomplished, I guess. (laughs) Exactly right. Uh, 
God damn, I had an actual issue for you, not one that people forgot about. Fuck, lost my train of thought. The, the, the trans one, the one you brought up earlier is an interesting one because that one came and went real quick. I, I don't know how, I, maybe because it's not really a thing that, that people do. Um, no, it's not, not in any great number, although there certainly are cases that are, like there's the famous one in the UK, just, just again, going to my idea that things are going to be litigated. It's a, it's a kid that is taking the National Health Service uh, to court for saying, you did not do your due diligence to tell me not to undergo this process. And they kind of, the National Health Service kind of doesn't have a leg to stand on because with almost any other course of medical treatment, they offer you options and explain them. Mm-hmm. Not so with this because they do not want to open themselves up to malpractice in the form of discrimination. Mm, so well, that's pussy. Yeah, but they, no, but it, it's a real fear for these doctors. Yeah, like a real fear. Yeah, but fuck that shit. You're a doctor. Oh, I get it. What about the solemn oath that you took as a TV sleazeball? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that one. Yo, fuck that shit. You're a doctor. You, you, you it's, whether or not the patient wants it, it's you owe it to them to to explain what the fuck what the fuck the thing is, right? I don't know, Eric. You're real fucked up discriminating against trans people. Here's the thing, man. Here's my belief, and and this will cover the trans thing without being specific on it. Yo, don't give children any pills, anything. Don't give them anything unless they need something that's life saving to live a normal, healthy life. Don't okay, give the now, kids anything. Now, now, now you're being too broad, and I have to take the argument going the other way. Because you know you understand what the rationale for giving a child puberty blockers is, right? Go through. I do, but go through it. Okay. So it's this idea that if you are a trans individual who believes that you were born into the, the wrong body, uh, that or that going through puberty enacts a certain certain number of changes that can't be undone even if you've been on uh, uh, testosterone uh, blockers, et cetera, after the fact, right? Estrogen. Yeah. So, so even if, so don't get me wrong. There's very, very convincing trans women in the world, of course, but certain things like size of your hands, uh, width of your shoulders, uh, it, I, things like that, pelvis stuff. It, it has to be cut off. Like, um, it has to be addressed before you go through those big body changes or there's going to be always some remnant. Yes. Of, so here's the point. So if you are a person who knows you to be in the wrong body, it is, it is inhumane to make somebody live out years of their life in the wrong body because we believe that they will change their mind. It's not, but it's not, I don't believe that they'll change their mind, but it's possible that they will. Yes. Uh, well, that's okay, Eric, the Eric, point to I'm, me. So check it out. Now I got to be fair to your side. It's not just possible they will. Statistically, they will. But those statistics are fucked because if you aren't afforded that choice, 
then how can we really say that the polling later when you have perhaps perhaps either accepted that you are not trans that you that as many people speculate that you are a lesbian and did not uh, really uh, you, you didn't know how to process that or you you are truly trans and you did not have access to that stuff but are now convincing yourself that you have to live this other life. So there's no way to accurately poll it. However, no. polls that exist currently um, or, d- or data that exists currently says that you are highly likely to not identify as trans post puberty by 20. I think they say, well, so, I don't, I don't know if any, if, if, if the individual should be beholden to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's yeah. no, no. Statistics mean nothing to the individual. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. But, but, but my point would be, you know, which is the better option that you trans, that you decide that this is the person you are and you transition at, at a later date or you end up in a position that's now irreversible and it's not who you are. That but sounds irre- worse but, to me, but it's irreversible. The and you, but the, uh, the other side of the fence is that, it's irreversible going the other way. And you were forced to live years of your life knowing that you were losing time. I would, I would talk to other trans people then because I'm, I'm, I'm confident that there's many happy, well-adjusted trans people that are fine with the, with, with the state that they're in. Absolutely. But, but some of listen, this is always the problem is that you could talk to one trans person that would tell you, Hey honey, wait until Wait until you're 17 to start making these big decisions. Uh, your brain and body are going to go through so many changes. It's difficult to know who you are uh, with certainty. And then you could run into a trans person that would say, look, if I had tr- started transitioning at 14 rather than uh, 23, uh, I think that I would be much more comfortable in my own body now and I wouldn't have some issues that I that I wrestle with still. Sure. So, and, but you need to acknowledge so, that. So how do you decide? But th- So you have to – you can't. You have to acknowledge that the person – on an individual level, the child could very well grow up to be either one of those people. And you have to kind of weigh the risks there. And to me, the risk of being, you know, uh, of, of forestalling the biology of your body at a young age, because you might be this person is more detrimental to your overall, uh, life as, as a, on a, on a longer scale um, then it would be to just like kind of wait it out, maybe be uncomfortable for a few years, but you know, look, present as if you, if you're, if you're born as a male present as a woman, you know, do the, you know, if you're confident in this about yourself, you know, you still deserve to be, you know, uh, accepted and, and safe and, you know, but not present- have safe access to medical care, Eric. I just think it's irresponsible to put a child through that. Eric, where'd you get your, where'd you get your medical degree? Is it from Hogwarts? <laughs> yeah. Is, was your teacher a Miss J.K. Rowling? No, it's from Trump University. Thank you very much. Oh, a very worthwhile degree. Yeah. No, look, I, 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 look, I get it. I don't get it, but I, but I, I'm empathetic to, to, to both sides of the thing. I just, I think you get into some leery territory when you're when 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 a, a literal child is involved but do you care about kids yes no no fuck them kids okay now that brings us to our cuties conversation oh yes everybody remember 
Eric and I believe fully that the pedo state exists. Of course. And if there's, if there's ever a weird accusation against us, I want you to refer back to this, that we were against the pedo state. We're not Crystalia. No. Eric, with Cutie. that in mind. Yep. What is Cuties? Cuties is a, is it a film? I believe it's a film. I believe it's a film on Netflix that is about uh, sort of like a, a toddlers and tiaras type thing. Beauty, child beauty pageants. I think it's dancing, isn't it? Maybe it's dancing, actually. Yeah, it's something like that. But it's sort of, it's... I think it's, I think it's about the Paris slut walk. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's, it's about, I believe there are 11 or 12-year-olds that are uh, in the sort of... It's a movie written from the point of view of a child that is, uh, from what I understand, uh, being sort of forced to perform in a way that kind of overtly sexualizes them. That's literally what the movie's about. And now it's getting hung for sexualizing children. Yes. Yes. Also written by a black French woman. I don't know if her race is relevant here. Um, mm. isn't it funny how we'll say, I don't know if that's relevant and also increasingly make it more and more relevant. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like weird yeah. doublespeak, uh, BIPOC. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that sums it up. Well, what was your take as a, as an avowed pedo? I saw it and of like anything else, if you look at the, if you, if you just read the headline or surface level, it's like, Whoa, this looks weird. Ew. And then you look into it and you go, oh, it was written by a black woman, a black French woman that experienced this as a child. And this is a movie written from the point of view. It literally deals with the issues that people are mad at it for. Yes, that's the best part. Yes. <laughs> like that's the it's like it's literally an exploration of the things you're mad about. I think isn't that a story worth telling? Uh, I couldn't say I, I listen in line with the uh, Dan Harmon conversation that we had the other day, fundamental question is anybody, is there really a child being sexually exploited here? Um, or is everybody getting worked up over that being represented in art? And for anybody that says there is no difference, well, that's weird. There is certainly a difference. You know, I mean, certainly you can tell a story uh, without actually doing the thing. Like, I would think that, a, like, Babe, the movie Babe, or the Milo and Otis, where they just kept losing pigs and dogs and they would die and they just chucked them into a, a, a wood chipper uh, and replaced it with another like looking animal. Uh, obviously, I have a problem with that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with something that depicts violence against animals that doesn't actually enact violence against animals. Right. <laughs> you understand? Well, yeah. If somebody, if somebody draws a puppy getting his head stepped on, I, I don't, ha I don't who cares? Right. Yes. Yeah. It is. This is a one-to-one -one with the Harmon thing last week. Yes. Um, Greetings from evergreen podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. 
We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I would so one thing I think people some of the focus some of the issues uh, that people were taking the focus was around the uh, the poster so the Netflix poster showed the kids I guess being kind of sexy yeah, and the one, little, the one little black girl was twerking I, I at first yeah. I was like I I read some like Ben Shapiro ass tweet about like these children these children are twerking and I was like oh come on and then I looked and I was like oh no that bitch is twerking yeah she's got, well she's like mid twerk she's in the twerk position well yeah it's a it's a still photo right it's a still yeah but uh, here's the, and then they compared it to the French poster which is just like kids like jumping you know like it, it's it's <laughs> It's just like they're like it's like a, they're in a, the picture is them in the middle of the road uh, jumping with their like fists in the air like yay, um, which well, kind of sucks. Which sure there's there's a difference you know there's an element I will okay I'll concede that there's there's an element of sexuality to the Netflix poster and these are children and a lot of people took issue with that. Uh, look I okay I I I I can understand seeing an issue with that. Is it is it indicative of Netflix's culture of pedophilia? No, you weird. Oh no, Eric, you've doomed us. <laughs> yeah. You have to see pedos everywhere, otherwise people suspect that you are part of the pedo state. Well, you know what? Didn't you bring up on an episode recently that you actually you looked into the numbers and you were like, damn, that is a pedo state. Yeah, I I, I really did not think that things were as weird as they are, but they're, they're pretty weird out here. Like, like the actual number of people raping kids is way higher than you'd think. It's pretty high. It's uh, depressing. And that's what we know about, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, you know, look, I, what is there to say? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's it, you should read past the headline and, and I don't know that I, if we're speaking honestly, I don't know that the pedo state's a real thing. What? <laughs> I think it's, I think, all right, look, I think it's overblown. Let's say that. I mean, people like Jeffrey Epstein certainly are real. I don't Everybody know what, start doing your investigations. I don't know Eric. what's going on on those islands. I don't know what's going on. Eric, with, Eric's, Eric's holding water for Epstein now. It's, uh, he, he, Eric, what was your role on Little St. James? I was the uh, I was the COVID coordinator. Oh, you know, that's a very good. which is the new job, by the way, in the film industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah, um, it's like a sensitivity reader. It's just we're, nonsense. The show that I'm working on, we're we're bringing on a COVID coordinator. It's cool. It, what, I, what, I, God, I have to hold my tongue in every single production meeting. What are the qualifications? Uh, knowledgeable about testing in the areas that you're shooting and, and coordinating, uh, a same day rapid test at all shoot locations. And, um, it's kind of, it's roughly, roughly that. So what if I wanted to shoot in a rural area? Someone's got to figure out how to, well, yeah, everything's fuzzy because no one's hammered it out yet. It's really boring shit. It's, it's, uh, 
we're doing this. No one's telling us to do any of this. We're doing it because we, everyone wants to be safe and take precautions and shit, but it's like, and not be sued into oblivion that. And, but it's also like, I, first of all, how do you minimize risk completely? Uh, spoiler, you can't. can't and, no. and, and, and number two, use a rubber, I think. Yeah. And number two, it's just, <sighs> is driving to a location safer than flying? I don't know. You could get COVID conceivably at the gas station just as well as you could get it in the airport. What are, I don't know. How can you actually quantify those things? I mean, also certainly your, your uh, odds of dying on the road are much, much, much higher. Yes. So, so if you're pulling an insurance uh, uh, claim for, uh, you know, it, it would be. Um, it's impossible to quantify. It's impossible. And it's such a useless exercise. So so you're saying uh, COVID doesn't exist. Open it up. Little St. James does not need a COVID coordinator. Open it up. <laughs> Open up little St. James. Yeah. Oh, no, Eric. No. Dude, they should make the, they should make a, the, I want the, I want to, Disney should buy little St. James. I think they own it. Turn it in. <laughs> they probably do. Turn it into a little theme park. You know, you can, there's a water slide from the, 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 the temple down into the bowels of the, the pedo chambers. So you're saying, you're saying that to reclaim this space is powerful and that, and that Auschwitz should have some type of tilt a whirl and perhaps a small wooden roller coaster. It couldn't hurt. <laughs> you know what? I've been there. Couldn't hurt. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, what's funny. I remember being in Disney world in like 2008 and I was in the animal kingdom and I, I don't know if you've ever been there, but anyone who's ever been to the Animal Kingdom knows that it's like Disney's like international. Well, I mean, I guess Epcot did that for a while, but like they they celeb- celebrate, quote unquote, they they depict these uh, Asian cultures, I guess. And what I remember from that is is a guy in a goofy costume dancing around in a dashiki. And I was thinking, you know, they probably don't do that anymore. No, they probably don't. Uh, the only, the only, the only outlets that still respect the classics are uh, Worst Possible Timeline and Trader Joe's. We we record each episode in dashikis. I'm wearing uh, one of those rice farmer hats. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. The one that Raiden wears in Mortal Kombat is that Raiden? Yes, yes, and he's white. Is he white? No. <laughs> All right. What 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 else? What else do you got for me? I I I'm, I'm trying to think what's going on. The uh yeah the cuties thing is stupid shit. Everyone's already forgot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone's already forgot. I like that they I like that they pivoted to once they found out that it was a black woman that directed it. My Twitter went to Netflix has killed the career of this promising black woman for distributing the thing that she made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. If I were her, I'd take a gun to Netflix office tomorrow. But uh, I also... Why? What I would Netflix do? Well, it misrepresented her product. Kind of. Yeah, only kind of. That's a good point. <laughs> kind of? Yeah, but truly only kind of. <laughs> uh, but 
I think that this will just lead to more opportunities for her. Obviously, people feel bad for... Listen, we all know how the game goes, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are going to swoop in, pretending that they're fucking heroes to give this woman an opportunity now. Do you ever like to to just like jump around on IMDb to things? Yeah, absolutely. So there was a thing on IMDb. There was a little article about uh, upcoming television shows. And I, I, it was curious to me because I was like, no one watches TV anymore. So I clicked on it and it had a bunch of, so there, there's several uh, Disney plus Marvel original shows coming out. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And one of them is She-Hulk. So She-Hulk is getting a show. And the main writer is a woman. I forget her name, but do you know she what she, do you know what she's best? Better be of color, Eric. I think she is. You, I, um, Let's see. She-Hulk TV show. Do you know what she's most known for? Well, I didn't even tell you her name, so how could you? But the, the thing she is most... Her, her main claim to fame is... Drumroll. She uh, wrote the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. She deserves this job. <laughs> she does. She 100% deserves that job. I know that maybe some of our listeners were waiting for me to jump out and, and disparage a BIPOC uh, queen, but that's, I can't do it. Cause she's pickle Rick. <laughs> she's pickle Rick, baby. Uh, yeah, listen, uh, th- th- these shows are very, really good. So it would be, it, it, this is another thing on the list of things that I, that I can't really pretend to care about. Whenever people get mad at sort of the get woke, go broke sort of thing. And are like, are like, Oh, don't you see what they're doing? They're taking these things that we like and they're making them bad. If they're not things that I really like, I don't give a shit. No, you could make, you could make TV the most woke nonsense on the fucking planet. I don't give a shit. I don't watch TV. Yeah. I don't, I don't imagine why anyone would give a shit. The, the more I, I don't think I've, I watched that daredevil show and it kind of sucked. Wouldn't it be interesting if the next few years are marked by a complete transition of power, but it's only perceived power. So if, if women of color were given all the jobs in television, but all the uh, white men fled to podcasts to make way more money. Mm. So that'd be like, an, that'd be an interesting flip flop there. Her name is Jessica Gao and she won, she won an Emmy for Rick and Morty. Yo, she, she deserves it. Yo, she should be out front talking about that more because whenever Rick and Morty gets slammed as like some sort of like lowbrow nonsense, yo, she needs to come out there, proud BIPOC queen, and say, I'm Pickle Rick, bitch. She's 100%. She is Pickle. She, she can't, yo, the, the real thing with TV now is that it's trying its hardest to remain relevant in the wake of social yes. media and TikTok yes. and things like that. Thirsty ass TV. So you'll see TV is just trying to be as much like TikTok, as much like Twitter as humanly possible. Um, the fact that this woman wrote an episode of a TV show that would turned into a pervasive meme. That's almost unavoidable. Yo, she's, she's the queen of television. Yeah. She's powerful. That should, that should put her at the top of the fucking heap. Agreed. So I'm looking forward to Pickle She-Hulk. Yeah, same. I hope that's the tone of the show. <laughs> I mean, She-Hulk is green, much like Pickle Rick. <laughs> so what do you think about MAP? 
Is map real or no? Oh man, see, this is map is indicative of how things move too fast for me now, and I'm not sure if it's because I'm old or if it's because things literally just move so fast. I don't. I see people saying map, and I don't know what it means. Um, minor attracted person. It's it's pedophilia by a different name. Oh. It's like trying to like it's like trying to it's like trying to give like pedophilia like a um I don't even know like a like like a like a Nambla face. Yeah, well that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it's real? No, it probably is not. It's probably it sounds look, I don't know. So if it is real, no, don't get mad at me. I don't know. Um it sounds like something that was made up online. Yeah, it truly does. Yeah, it, it has that real air of things. You know what's really funny? You could talk on a podcast. You could couch whatever you're talking about and be like, look, I don't know. Look, I don't know. Caveat, I don't know. Caveat, I'm not a doctor. And people will still fucking hang you. Oh, yeah. Come like on. I saw them doing that to Jordan Peterson the other week, and I was like, yo, in the clip that you're hanging him for, he says... I'm not a dietitian. I don't know. I'm speaking from experience. Uh, yeah. No, people don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, but like, like, isn't that relevant? Yeah, listen, it's like you and I can say a hundred times on this program, hey, we're just two bros shooting the breeze. And people will be like, hey, you've got a responsibility not to shoot breezes. And you're mm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I like. How many times can you say things? Why do you? Here's an interesting aspect of it. Why the words that you're mad at that came out of that person's head? Why treat those words with so much weight, and then the other words with none? Why do the other words? Why are they more important than the other words? You know what I mean? Oh, because the one that offended you is worth a trillion of the other one because it justifies your bad behavior. Uh. There's a joke that is, uh, I guess it's, maybe it's homophobic. I don't know. Let's run this by our gay, our gay listeners. Uh, man builds a thousand bridges, sucks one cock. Man's remembered as a cocksucker. Mm. I don't think that's homophobic. No, me neither, actually, now that I reflect on it. But, but I think that's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. People, you could, you like, we can give people 10,000 hours of quality, beautiful, perfect content that lets them know who we are. And you can still get Shane Gillis. Yeah. Although, as you'll notice, Shane Gillis, not, not doing the worst. You know, currently doing, currently doing better than his SNL castmates because they don't know how they're fucking going to make that stupid show. And meanwhile, he can fucking get on his podcast and ask for money. Yeah, I, I was going to. Um, I, you took the words out of my mouth. It was it's it's really kind of interesting how. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck SNL is doing uh, in the wake of covid. Um, Hopefully they give everybody a cyanide capsule. Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, but, but yeah, he's, he's doing his podcast thing and his little videos and, uh, he's doing fine. Yo, SNL is increasingly irrelevant. 
Oh, I, yeah. And I'm not even, honestly, I'm not even the biggest SNL hater. They have like one or two good sketches a season. Something that makes me chuckle is, is how I define good. Think about what you just said. Huh? Think about what you just said. Dude, they had a sketch. I, no, no, no. What? Forget that. That you, that you, they only need to make you giggle twice in a season. Yeah, that's all I need from them. God, your standards are so low. I, every moment that Rick and Morty is on, I need to be uh, climaxing. Your your standards are too high. No, no, no. I'm on the I'm on the pickle Rick standard. It's every now and then they'll have a sketch that 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 works, but usually they don't. And I think that's just the history of SNL. Yeah, but there's been better times than others. Listen, yeah, oh, not, no, no doubt. But but also, Eric, I mean, the real conceit is how SNL is just. Yo, it's it, it doesn't mean too much boomers. It, yeah, it's, are, it's it's boomers. It doesn't matter. Like TikTok is the new SNL. Eric, you already came out against trans people this episode. Let's not make it worse by talking about SNL. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> that that's the full boomer is finding SNL really funny and then like kind of hating trans people. Is that is that uh? Do these people on SNL right? Do they are they getting paid when they're not? working or are they only getting paid by, per, by the show like are they getting are they receiving a paycheck every week that the show's not on the air that's a great question i'm guessing no so technically shane gillis is really one and we we're making more money than them yeah that's true <laughs> how many only fans can they afford exactly well probably a lot but 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 only on their savings yeah <laughs> exactly right um, only on their Bitcoin tra- trading every day. Right. Um, but yeah, the, if they're not making any money, then technically uh, Worst Possible Timeline is a more lucrative endeavor than Saturday Night Live. Could have told you that. Mm. All right. We got anything else before I got to urinate? Uh, I don't know. Bannon, jail, maybe, probably won't. Um, free him, free Lori Laughlin. Fuck it. I don't care about it. your stupid laws. Everybody, everybody hates police, hates the fucking carceral state until somebody successful gets jammed up and then you're all for it. Or like, just fuck your someone they hate gets jammed up. Then, then yeah, yeah. exactly. Fuck, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you free fucking these free, these dumb scumbags. <laughs> I think, yo, I don't give a fuck that Steve Bannon ripped off a bunch of rubes. I think it's funny. Um, I think funny. if you were stupid enough to donate to his thing, then you deserve to be ripped off. Um, I'm victim blaming here. Um, fuck all you dumb motherfuckers. Uh, you know, Steve Bannon. I, I can't wait. Who's the guy that directed, um, uh, the big short and, and vice. Oh, I like him. I forget his name. He's inevitably going to do one about the Trump administration. And I'm looking forward to the Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon played by, by, uh, Jonah Hill getting arrested on his mega yacht. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good call. Um, here's an, I, uh, so I thought this was really irresponsible of people. Listen, everybody, it's worth asking questions, simple questions. It doesn't mean that you're like married to a position. If you ask the very basic question, ah, oh, it's kind of weird. Uh, he's worth $47 million. Why would he risk his freedom defrauding, defrauding root like rednecks for less than a million dollars? And if your answer is, oh, because the rich like to get richer, they don't care whose expense they do it at. uh, This guy is 
uh, a compulsive uh, kleptocrat. He's a scumbag that just uh, doesn't get, you know, maybe those are answers. But when I saw people saying it was irresponsible to ask, why would this guy need to go to like, why would he need to engage in crime? I don't think that's a bad question. Um, no, it's a very relevant one. I would, I would think he, he, here's my whole, my take on the, on the entire thing. And we can end on this. Maybe the next time you feel compelled to get out there and, and say a thing or, um, you know, drill down on something or get, you know, any, anytime you feel the need to engage with the larger Twitter sphere or argue or anything like that, I want to rewire people's brains. I want you to, when you have that impulse, I want you to automatically think of fat ass and titties. And then I want you to close Twitter and go to Pornhub. Yeah. I want you to chant this in your, in your mind or out loud if you're at your job. Cause cause you know what, man, a a thing came up on my Twitter feed while you were speaking. And so a woman smacking her ass and I thought, damn, that rules. And, and, and your your voice reminded me how much the world sucks. And I was like, we got to just find the joy. So I really think that just repeat this to yourself. Suck tits. Blow <laughs> dicks. Rub clits. Yes. Just chant that to yourself at your job, right? When you get down. And it just it, it, so it's, it, if you didn't hear me the first time, it, it's suck tits. Blow dicks, rub clits. Yeah, right. Just put that over and over again in your head, and be free of the news. Mantra. Yeah, precisely. Mantra free. One, one, one. one I don't know how bad you have to pee, but I just have one last thing to say. Hit me, because it's per. It's I see it everywhere. Okay, so you're aware of of Megan the Stallion got shot by Tory Lanes or whatever. Yeah, supposedly I'm on his side. (laughs) <laughs> and you're aware of uh, the the wet ass pussy music video? So yeah, I've heard. That, yes, these two things happened recently, and when they came, all I came, all I, I see a lot on Twitter of people being like, "Wet ass pussy is about empowerment. It's about blah blah blah." And you just hate black women. And then Megan the Stallion thing happens. You all just hate Megan. That's why you're all taking Tory Lanez's side. Who? Who's taking Tory Lanez aside? <laughs> who, I, who are these people? That- but Eric, Eric, we exist on white Twitter. If you take a dip into black Twitter, you will find black men who are are not particularly magnanimous about this particular uh, incident. They're, they're, uh, I saw a couple things. All right, maybe uh, I just not tuned in. Well, it's because you're in your uh, racial enclave. Right, right, right. My my uh, my my coastal racial bubble. Uh, I call it your ethno state. My <laughs> right, precisely. All right, is that all we got this week? I think that's all we got. All right, everybody, look, the Patreon is blowing up. Uh, keep it going. We have we have bigger ambitions than where we're at. We met. We we reached a milestone goal, and. But but it doesn't stop there. It never stops, right? We have more ambition than that. So everyone, I encourage you to keep, uh, keep keep donating, keep sharing it with people. Um, we're gonna spend all your money, and we're gonna do a special OnlyFans episode where we spend all your money on uh, OnlyFans. That's coming out later, probably early September, first week of September. Um, we'll do that on there. 
but I need everyone to keep keep the keep keep the ball rolling because we got to get if we do OnlyFans this month, then we have to get Cuban links next month. Yeah, that's a good point, and we got to move soon. Yes, and we're also moving soon. We're we're re, we're ta- this is a New York podcast, but we got to get the fuck out of here. We're we're looking for greener pastures at the moment, so we need your help to make that a reality. And once we have, once Pat and I, yo, I said this last time, I haven't seen Pat since fucking February. Once we're in the same place, we can really expand the the WPT empire. And I want to I want to get so big that we don't got to work. I said working is for fucking lames. Yeah, I, well, you know what? It's going to have to come to that anyway because we have to we have to we have to live and die by our creed. We have to work for ourselves, you know? That's the only way we sure. can truly flourish in this environment. So Big facts. patreon.com/worstpossibletimeline, hit it up. Lots of great content. We're doing video episodes. We'll have a new one soon. Um, hit the Twitter at WP Timeline. The phone number. I have a shit ton of messages from months ago, pre-COVID, that we should do. It'll be a funny episode to do soon, but it's hard to do them remotely. So the phone number is not dead. Keep calling in. Um, it'll be back someday soon. But yeah, um, you know, hit those things and uh, and and be easy. There you go. We'll catch you next time. Well, hey, podcast listener, my name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.